worst thing that you have ever gone through? Have you ever been attacked by someone and lived to tell the story? That's the story we are going to share here today. This is Now Tell Us. I'm your host, Anthony Morore. Our guest today is known as Adam, and he got stabbed in the throat and other places. So stay here with me. Let's find out what exactly happened and what he has to say today about all the things that have happened from then up to now and what he's doing with his life. I don't want to take one more minute. All I ask you is to share this episode with all your friends. If you have a question, please ask. If you have a comment, we appreciate feedback. So we'll be glad to see your comment. And now let's go and meet Adam. Here we go. Hey, how you doing, Anthony? It's nice to be here. I'm cool. Uh, how about you? I'm doing great. Yeah, nice to see you here too. Yep, I'm excited Welcome. to dig into the to the topics we have here. Yes. So this is now tell us. So you are here to tell us, and we are eager to hear what it is that you are going to tell us. Mm -hmm. But but before we dive into that, we would like to know where are you. So I'm in San Diego, California. I'm pretty spoiled here. Uh, what, what's happening there? How's the weather? Oh, it's what? nice. It's like 70 degrees year round. You know, it's funny. I talk to a lot of people in, across the country and stuff. And they're always like, oh, I can't leave the house because it's like snowing or icy. I'm like, I won't tell you how it's 70 degrees here in the in the winter then. <laughs> mm, wonderful. <sighs> Enjoy yourself there. Mm -hmm, definitely. Yeah. So uh, it's good to have you here. And uh, I was going through your profile and so such a story that we are going to be listening to as you are going to tell us. But uh, before we go into the story, we would like to know what it is right now that you're doing. What, what I mean, not, not there at home. Yeah, no, I got you. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, so pretty much I'm a performance and productivity coach for driven people and entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. um, typically, I work with six multi-six-figure entrepreneurs or people in their career making 100 to 300K, help them get to that next level. And so in a nutshell, that's what I do. And so I guess it all stemmed from exactly what happened to me. So I guess I won't keep you guys waiting any longer. We had a pretty strong intro with Anthony here. So I'll tell you about how I was stabbed in the throat, arm, and chest while at a movie theater. Mm -hmm. So picture this. Just imagine it's Wednesday, 2 o'clock. You're by yourself, got time to kill, so you just go watch a movie. That's exactly what I did. Mm -hmm. So I'm sitting there, sitting in the theater, and the lights dim. And like most of you, my eyes are just glued to the screen watching the movie. And then all of a sudden, I feel a hard hit to my throat. And my initial reaction was like, this guy hit me hard. So I stood up and I was like, dude, what the hell? 
And then I felt another punch to my arm and chest. Mm. So then I turn around and I push him. And as I push him, I feel a cut on my wrist and ear. And instantly I realized like I had been stabbed. Those weren't punches. So I started yelling, I've been stabbed. I've been stabbed. The lights turned on. He started running away. Then I take off my shirt and wrap it on my neck because I'm bleeding out. Like this guy stabbed me in the throat with a chef knife. You know, the ones that get bigger, closer to the handle. Yeah. I went halfway through my throat, punctured my lung and then deep in my arms. I'm like bleeding out. I take off my shirt, wrap it around my neck. I'm just holding the blood in. These two older women come running up there. What should we do? And I tell them just put pressure on my neck. So they're doing that. Mm -hmm. Then I hear someone say, should we call 911? And I lose it. I'm like, yeah, you should call 911. Like, if you don't call them here, then when would you? Mm -hmm. So paramedics start coming. They start asking me all these questions. What's your name? What year is it? And I get it. They're making sure I'm conscious, staying with them, awake. But I'm just like, can you guys just stop asking me these 21 questions and save my life, you know? Mm -hmm. And so they're like, all right, let's get them up on the stretcher. They pin me up on the stretcher. And I feel all my wounds worse than the initial stabbing because I don't have the adrenaline in me anymore. Mm -hmm. then they start going down all the stairs to get me into the ambulance. And it was the most excruciating pain in my entire life. Like I remember just looking at the ceiling, trying not to scream my guts out, like just holding on just in such excruciating pain. So anyways, they get me to the ambulance and I start to relax. I'm like, okay, the paramedics got me. They know what they're doing. Like I don't need to worry and stress about this anymore. Mm -hmm. And as soon as I get that thought, I feel a cold rush through my entire body and it dawned on me. I lost a lot of blood. Like I could die here. And then I see them come over with the oxygen mask. And I remember thinking like, don't fall asleep. You're not supposed to fall asleep in this situation. But five seconds later, I knock out like whatever it was in that oxygen mask was very potent. Mm -hmm. Now I wake up seven days later from seven days later. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I was in an induced coma. I woke up seven days later, living off tubes. You unplugged them. You unplugged my life. Yeah. And I was just in the state where I was completely weak and broken, pathetic. Like my legs forgot how to work after not being used for seven days. Um, even after I wasn't living off tubes, I had nerve damage, nerve damage that prevented me from being able to speak. I was just always exhausted. Like I remember after a few weeks, I finally got to the point where I could eat normal food again mm -hmm. because we got all the tubes out of my mouth, whatever. And then I literally would have to nap in order to finish a meal because it exerted that much energy for me. Like literally eat half my meal, fall asleep at my plate, wake up, eat half my meal. And I just couldn't process information clearly. It's like, I couldn't think clearly. It mm -hmm. was like something, it was just really, it's almost tough to describe like how my cognitive function was. It was felt comparable to like a four-year-old. And so it was at this point where I realized I only had two options. I can mm -hmm. give up potential and quit. And I have every right to do so. Like if anyone's going to be a victim and make excuses for why they can't achieve their goals, I have a pretty good alibi for that. But I realized like that isn't serving me. These negative thoughts, this fear, this self-doubt, the self-pity, it's not serving me towards a better life. Mm. So I chose that second path. I started learning the secrets of evolution, biology, and psychology and essentially I figured out ways to tap into how we're hardwired to boost our energy levels, mental alertness, our motivation levels. And just day by day, week by week, I was going to speech therapy, physical therapy, normal therapy, doing everything I needed to do. And then also learning how to boost our energy levels and become more powerful. And so just 
week by week, month by month. And one after one year, I was able to run a 459 mile. I was pitting up close to as much weight in the gym as I was before. And I was in a great place. And then fast forward a few more years. And now I'm now helping entrepreneurs and driven people harness the same power that I have so that they can accomplish more and really feel proud of who they are. Wonderful. Mm -hmm. That's quite a story. And, and the wonderful part is not you being starved. The wonderful part is that we are we have you here and you're mm -hmm. the story and you're, you're accomplishing things even from such a state, such a horrible instance in your life. Mm -hmm. And is was that your voice before the stabbing or did the stabbing? Yes, it's, pre it's pretty much about the same. Yeah, so voice didn't really change too much in terms of like how I sound. So yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah, you sound like someone that I have seen over the internet known as Josh. That's mm. funny. I I feel like wherever I go, people always tell me like, you sound like this person. I'm like, okay. like, <laughs> Yeah. You have a special voice. That's that's the reason that people tell you you sound like. Mm. Otherwise, if I just have a normal voice, then people will not comment about it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, at that point that you thought of giving up, did you reflect on something that uh, made you make that decision? Of moving on. Or so I think it was there was a, when I when I got to the point where I discovered that my legs didn't work. Like that's when I would just anger was inside of me because I used to be a division one athlete, cross country athlete, and it was at that point like I was like my legs don't work. Like I just got angry. I was upset in that moment. And I was like, you know what? Nope, this is not going to be my story. I'm going to do whatever it takes to overcome this. Mm -hmm. And I suddenly just realized I was like, okay, this happened to me. No matter what, I can't change what happened. The only thing I can do is control what I'm going to do moving forward. And mm. so it was really when I hit that low, found out my legs didn't work. I was like, I got pissed off. I was like, I'm going to do whatever it takes. I'm accepting that this happened. And with that became power because all this self-pity, all this anger, all these negative thoughts and doubt, that no longer plagued my mind. Because once I fully accepted what happened and pit my game plan or my mental state towards fixing myself and getting stronger and better again mm -hmm. all that negativity was gone and i was just focused on moving forward and so that's i think what really enabled me to get over this hump and you know in life there are very many instances when we just think that this is the end of the road this is something mm -hmm. that i can never recover from mm -hmm. and the people who are listening i know we could have been having people who are listening and i have been at that point what would you tell them at this moment? I would say it's like, you just have to realize that train of thought, whether it's valid or not, it's not serving you towards a better life. Like, is it enabling you to overcome the issue at hand and so that you feel better about yourself? Or is it enabling you to just succumb to this mediocrity, this victim mindset where you go, oh, my life sucks. I can't do anything. So it's like, you just have to realize like, you're losing all your power in this state when you're being a victim making excuses for why you can't achieve X, Y, and Z. And it's simply not serving you. You can't name one reason or how it's benefiting you because it doesn't exist. And so it's, it's a choice. You can choose to be more of a victim and say, Oh, this sucks. X, Y, and Z is stopping me from doing this. But again, it's just realizing it. It's the awareness that this train of thought isn't serving you. And then you simply choose to not have it anymore. Mm. 
Wow, that's wonderful. Thank you for sharing that. And then now you've been dealing with the entrepreneurs. So at this point, we could discuss entrepreneurship. Uh, mm -hmm. how, how has it been uh, through the journey? Yes, I mean, been doing it for about six, seven years at this point. And so like most of you, it's, it's a pretty tough start, you know, because the thing is like being an entrepreneur is tough. As most people know that are entrepreneurs, like there's so much stress because you don't have that safety net, especially when you first begin. Mm. And in the beginning, you usually don't have the skills or you don't have the right growth, the personal power to be successful. And so it's a long journey. And the first like three or four years are really tough. Like I wasn't making any money. I was living in my brother's garage. I was living in my mom's retirement facility, like 65 years was six. Everyone that was in there was 65 years or older. And then you see me in my twenties, I'm 23, 24 living in there because I didn't have the money to afford rent. Like I couldn't even afford food at that point. Mm -hmm. And so the thing is like, it takes a special type of person to be an entrepreneur because you're going to have so many lows. You're going to have so much fear and self-doubt, but yeah, over the course of just years and persistence, I mean, you get, you grow as a person, you get stronger, you become more capable, and then yeah, you figure out your marketing or whatever it is, and eventually it's going to click. It's like if every action you take aligns with your end goal, you're inevitably going to get there. It's mm -hmm. simply a matter of when. Mm. And how do we scale a business? How do we, I, I know because some people who could be listening could be interested in going into business mm -hmm. and uh, some could have already started and they don't know how to scale it, how to make it mm -hmm. very profitable and going into seven figures like you've been dealing with people in that. Uh, mm -hmm. so, yeah, so it really, it really depends on where you are as a person because there's, in my perspective, there's two sides to it. It's like, one, again, you have to become, you have to grow as an entrepreneur. It's like, mm -hmm. I can tell from a minute of talking to someone, if they're a six-figure entrepreneur, seven figure or even past seven figures because the way that they speak the way their thought process is how they perceive the world their mm. habits whatever it is and so i'd say the reason why most people are stuck at six figures is mainly because they're holding themselves back in some capacity whether it's they don't have the consistent motivation they let their circumstances dictate their action like i don't have enough time to do x y and z or whatever it is mm -hmm. um and so it really depends. But obviously, if you're just starting out, then you need to learn how to sell your offer. That's usually like the first step. So it really just depends. Like it's kind of too broad of a question for me to answer. Like this is how you grow your business. It's like it, it really varies from person to person. Do you have your offer dialed in? Is your marketing working? If that is, then the next thing you can do is evolve how you're operating as a CEO. You don't want to be spending a lot of your time doing tedious tasks that you could outsource for $5 an hour. It's like, yeah, you could work eight hours a day, 10 hours a day, but if you're editing your own videos, you're posting on social media, you're creating the graphics, thumbnails or whatever, it's like, you're not really moving the needle forward in your business. Yeah, you might be exerting a lot of time and energy that makes you feel like you're being productive, but is your business growing that fast? If you're doing those tasks, it's really not. So again, it just really varies from person to person though. Wow, wow, wow. And that's interesting And you say that by talking to someone for a few minutes, you can tell where he is. Usually, usually. Now we've talked a few minutes. This is. A... <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, you're act revenue, you're at dollar. <laughs> Not kidding. Yeah. I said I was just making a joke. I was like, I can't tell you down what to what you're making down to the exact dollar. But I was uh, uh, yeah, I, I know. I know you can't tell to the exact. But no, in what figure am I? <laughs> 
Just if I had to guess, I would say probably in that six low, lower to mid six figure range, probably near like hundred k ish. That would be my guess. But I mean, again, I'm not bulletproof. That's just it's a guess. No, it's a guess. I mean, it's a guess. And mm -hmm. uh, let it be. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's all I can say. Now, we have people, and we talked about people who have uh, begun a business, and some are contemplating on starting a business. But there's something that I have come to encounter in many people's lives something called procrastination i'm, I'm mm -hmm. gonna start a business someday tomorrow i'm gonna mm -hmm. do this tomorrow i'm gonna learn a new skill tomorrow mm -hmm. or the next year or mm -hmm. next month what would you say to people who procrastinate and how to come out of it yeah so typically procrastination really just comes down to perspective and faulty habits that aren't serving you and so mm -hmm. i had a client ben who just used to procrastinate for the life of him. So he had an Amazon business doing pretty well. I think it was at this point, multi six figures, maybe even seven figure. And he just, for months, he knew he had to create SOPs. He knew he had to hire like a team to help him do a lot of these fulfillment processes or whatever, mm -hmm. but he just wouldn't do it. And on top of it, he wanted to start a second business where he teaches coaching. He coaches people that are running Amazon businesses, mm -hmm. but he, he put all of these things off for months, maybe even like years worked with, but then he came to me and within weeks we fixed that. He started feeling motivated to do the hard work. Literally one day he'd hammer out all his SOPs, do all the work that he didn't want to do, but that was necessary. And then within nine months of working together, his business valuation shot up by 450 K he added 200 K in additional profits. Mm -hmm. And so my what happened for him and what got this change for him was again you have to change your perspective and typically the second part to that is your habits mm -hmm. most of the time people don't take that action because they're in the habit of breaking their promises to yourself because the thing is 95 percent of all the actions you take in your entire day are made subconsciously mm -hmm. now i know you might be thinking bs what are you talking about so okay when you woke up this morning, did you think about which hand you're going to use to lift the sheets off your body, which foot you're going to land on first, where you're going to step next? No, of course not. They happen automatically or subconsciously through mm -hmm. your habits. And so typically what I always say is like, look, if you're not taking the necessary action, it's because of the habits you have. Mm -hmm. And so the one habit I say, if you're, if you have procrastination issues, no matter what, how this procrastination is showing up, the one habit that's going to fix that is you keeping your promises to yourself. Mm. Now, I know some people, they might understand how powerful this is, but not to the extent. So the analogy I like using is, look, you likely brush your teeth every single night, regardless of how tired, lazy, or unmotivated you are. Yeah. So why is it so easy for you to do that, but so difficult for you to do all these actions that you declared that you're going to do, to work out, to eat healthy, to start a business or whatever it is? It's because you're in the habit of brushing your teeth to the point where it's second nature. It's effortless. You don't have that internal battle. Mm -hmm. Well, imagine if you were in the habit of keeping your promises to yourself. Mm. I mean, what would your body look like right now if you kept your word to work out from two years ago? How much further along in your career or business would you be if you kept your word to be productive every single day? Mm. So by forming one habit, it literally can, you can go from, struggling to take action, not having that motivation and just procrastinating to just taking consistent action. In fact, like I was telling you with Ben, he sent it's funny. He actually sent me the other day a message. He's like, I feel like I have a superpower. He's like, if I tell myself I'm not drinking for two months, I don't. In mm -hmm. fact, 
when I was working with him, it was when uh, the World Cup was going on, and he's a big soccer or football fan or however, wherever you're from, depending on how you call it. Yeah. But yeah, he went to the bar, and he told himself he wasn't drinking, and everyone else was just getting hammered. You know, it's the World Cup. They're all excited, but he didn't. And he actually made it the two months without drinking because he told himself he would. And mm. now that habit is so strong that he follows through, and he knows he will. And that's why he says it feels like he has a superpower. Mm. And that's good. And in that case, we all have a superpower. If we can mm -hmm. decide every single night that we are not going to bed without brushing our teeth, that's a superpower. And mm -hmm. I like that perspective that uh, I can take any other thing in my life and consider it like brushing my teeth and make sure that every single day I do what I have purpose to do mm -hmm. and I do it to myself. Mm -hmm. yeah, that's a good way of doing things. Yeah, definitely. It's sometimes easier said than done. But yeah, if you can do it, it's extremely powerful and it will transform your life. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for that. At this point, let me thank every person who's watching us or listening to us, whatever it is that you're tuned to. And uh, yes, Dolch, thank you very much uh, on TikTok. And we are live on TikTok, Facebook. Oh, nice. <laughs> thank you very much for coming on. and. Uh, uh, being with us so we keep going and uh, you talk about is not as easy as it sounds how difficult has it been for some of your clients which have been your worst one that you've worked with mm, so funny enough so mm -hmm. i'd say ben was probably one of the worst clients i had and i only say that like i, I enjoyed working with them so don't get me wrong i'm just yeah. using the term you used but i would say that he was the most difficult client because it took him a few weeks to get to that point um, for him to really embrace what I was saying. But to your point, there's different strategies that you can use or deploy to form that habit a little bit easier. And so this is kind of one of the mistakes that most people do. You know, they feel motivated in the moment and they make these gigantic declarations to themselves. So I'm going to work out every single day for a year. I'm going to read for 45 minutes a day or whatever it is. But what happens is eventually that motivation fades. Yeah. And then now they're stuck with this big task that's very difficult to do because it seems like a lot mentally. You're like, oh, you have to jump through all these mental hurdles, right? Mm -hmm. So what we do is we start with smaller changes mm -hmm. so that it's you're more successful when to sticking to your habit or your word. And so, for example, don't declare to yourself that you're going to read for 45 minutes because if you're unmotivated, it's going to be hard to do it for 45 minutes or bring yourself to do it for 45 minutes. Yeah. So instead, declare that you're going to read for one minute a day. And then what happens is, even if you're feeling unmotivated, it's easy to read for a minute a day so you actually do it. And the key here is you're actually keeping your promises to yourself. Like That's ultimately what you need to do. Because if you give yourself 10, five to 10 different small tasks, read for one minute a day, go for a, a walk for two, two minutes, meditate for one minute or whatever it is, at least you're keeping your word to yourself. Mm -hmm. And after 30 days, 60 days of doing this, it becomes with less resistance. You effortlessly keep your promises to yourself, even when it is the larger ones. Mm -hmm. Like Ben, for example, the guy used to struggle to even like work out or eat healthy 
Oh, can you hear me? My freaking, oh, there we go. My, my thing went black screen. But yeah, what happened with him is like, at first he couldn't even go to the gym, but after a, like a month of just him keeping these small promises to himself, mm -hmm. he declared he wasn't going to drink for two months and then he kept it. And so you start with these smaller changes to first form the habit. And then once you form the habit, then you can go into the more of the bigger change that are going to provide more rapid growth in your business. And the cool part about this strategy is like most of the time, once you pick up that book, even if you told yourself you're going to read for one minute, well, after that minute, you actually enjoy it and you just keep on going and you keep on reading because you feel like it. Mm -hmm. And so I always say it's like, I remember when I was in high school and college, like I'd always dread doing homework, you know, but as soon as I started doing the homework, it wasn't that bad, but it was just the mental battles I had to, or the mental hurdles I had to jump over to actually start. And so this minimizes the internal resistance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, wonderful. And uh, that's very good. And thank you for sharing that. Uh, so if you're listening there and you've been procrastinating, you've got the way to come out of it, mm -hmm. and, uh, become productive. Now, this, what you have been doing and working with the people, how do you connect with them? Yeah, so pretty much I do organic marketing and I'm building out a funnel for this offer. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, basically are you, in terms of like how I work with people, is that what you're asking or how do they find me or could you how expand on what you mean? You? How do they find you? Yeah, so again, organic marketing. But if you're listening to us right now and you're wanting to work with us, you can go to superhumanceo.com yeah. or you can just go to my Instagram. It's Adam Lucero, then the number one. So Adam Lucero, L-U-C-E-R-O, one. Okay, that's good. So we are almost coming to the end of the show, but we would like to ask you, what's in the future? What's, what are the plans, bigger plans you have? Yeah, so scaled this business up to eight figures is kind of the end goal. That may, that may take a few years, but ultimately that's where it's going to be. Wow, I'm only working 20 hours per week. Because the main thing is I want to build a business where I'm not glued to it. I'm not a slave to it where if I don't work, it doesn't grow. And so my ultimate goal is to build an eight-figure business and then to the point where I'm only working 20 hours max so that I can go travel with my girlfriend or my family or whatever I have at that time, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, you talk about building a business that is tying you all day in your office or whatever it is that you are and you don't have a time to think about any other thing. Mm -hmm. How do you come out of that? What, what What's the plan to do that exactly? Yeah, so I mean, the main thing is like, you got to think like long term. And so whenever I get to a task I don't want to do, mm -hmm. I don't do it. And so unless I absolutely have to, like it requires my skills, my knowledge, I don't do it. Mm -hmm. And so it's really just building a team and then delegating the responsibilities, creating systems so that they can execute it with quality day in and day out. Mm -hmm. And so it's like when you look at any eight figure, nine figure, 10 figure business, they all have teams. Like you won't find one business at that level that doesn't. And yeah. so you just have to start operating like a CEO, delegate all the tasks that you, and responsibilities that you don't want to do. It's like, do you ever see, do you think Elon Musk is installing solar panels? Do you think Tony Robbins is setting up the stage before he goes on? No, of course oh, not. Oh, he focuses on the CEO level activities and mm -hmm. that's how you have to operate too if you want to build a business like theirs. So how people do what 
yeah, you got to, I mean, you got to find leverage and whether it's using AI or employees, that's, you're going to have to do that if you want to get to an eight figure business. Yeah. And thanks to AI, things are changing, changing rather rapidly. Mm -hmm, definitely with the AI revolution going on out here nowadays. I wonder where we'll be 10 years to come. I just, remember. yeah. Yeah. We can't even possibly fathom what it's going to be like technology yeah. just grows exponentially. So it's, yeah, it's nuts. We'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll see where mm -hmm. it's. So that's about it for today. We thank you very much, uh, Adam, for coming. And I remind the viewer or the listener to go to www.superhumanceo.com and connect with Adam. Mm -hmm. uh, yes. Before you go, please leave us with a few words that we should always remember. Which are they? Uh, you, sorry, what would you ask for? Uh, a few words that we should always remember. You create your habits, then your habits create your life. That's a good one. Mm -hmm. That's you the create, truth. You create your habits and your habits create your life. Mm -hmm. So if you're in a place that you don't like, you can always move from there to where you like, but it comes from creating the right habits that are going to drive you to that direction. Mm -hmm. That's a yeah. beautiful way to put it. Uh, yeah, thank you. This has been Now Tell Us. We thank all the viewers, all the listeners. Thank you for taking your time. Even if you are watching the replay, you can always leave uh, R in the comments to say that you are watching the replay. And uh, we appreciate you. Thank you. It was, it was nice being here. Yeah, thank you very much, Adam. We appreciate your presence. This has been Now Tell Us. I've been your host, Anthony Moirore. And together with our guest today, Adam Russello, we are saying bye for now. Bye. Catch you guys later. Yeah. Bye.